fans. <laughs> no. Marillion fans, that is. That's a funny way to start, isn't it, Sanya? Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So you're listening to Beampod with me, Paul Rose, and my wife, Sanya. Rose. But yes, yeah, she's not one of these modern women who didn't take her husband's surname. She's old-fashioned. I miss my surname, though. Oh, cr- I, cool I, I would have taken it. Oh, well, go on then. I'd happily be Paul Zuvella. Zuvella. Oh, whatever. Uh, go on, I dare weird you. Weird foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we're back. We're back from the Meridian weekend. We actually got to go to one. Yeah, woo. Uh, we had a lovely time. Can't not the same can be said of all of our group because we lost some. Not they're not dead. We <laughs> we lost some people along the way. We did. That was um, sad. Yeah. Um, our good friend Mark Paling very gallantly after the first day went home to tend to his ailing wife. I know he loves her very much, and I know it meant a lot to him to have that opportunity to go home and look look after her. Uh, he's a good husband. He's a good. You're a good husband, Mark. You're a good husband, Mark. You're, you're a good man, Mark. You deserve a medal. You deserve a medal for sacrificing the rest of your Meridian weekend. And our friend Anthony, Pedantony. Pedantony, who chose not to be there with us. Yeah, he chose to go to Radio One's big weekend instead. Not even a joke. Not even a joke. Yeah, now we know where your loyalties lie, Pedantony. So, obviously, we're going to talk about the UK Meridian Weekend 2022. Obviously. Obviously. We've got some audio from the Monday morning, which we recorded with our friends Richard and Malcolm, who survived the weekend with us. They didn't, they not only survived, they thrived. Yeah. They did way better than we did. Yes. Because I'm a lightweight and I need rests every every half an hour. I need I need mm. to stop and regroup with myself. Yeah, I can Whereas they can just stay. keep going and going. Yeah. My my arthritis is flared up quite dramatically. Oh no, you didn't take your glucosamine. That's Don't ever why. take it. That's why. Don't ever take it. <laughs> I even I even recommended to someone to take glucosamine. You're always recently. you're recommending glucosamine to everyone, this and then a, you don't take it yourself. Generous man. Hey, before though, before before we get to the Meridian weekend, there's a lot of other stuff that we need to get through. <gasps> Pray tell, what is there to get through? Well, well, is it admin? I mean, no, no admin. No, usually people say that. Like before we get started, we've got a bit of admin to get through. Okay, let's do some admin. Let's just pick some admin out of the hat. All right, go for it. (laughs) Thanks to our friend Regis J. Gravelin. Also known as Wicked Pisser. Yeah. uh, Now, we're all Wicked Pissers. We are wearing uh, T-shirts emblazoned with the phrase Wicked Pisser, which he very kindly sent to us. Mine has a French bulldog on it saying Wicked Pisser. He sent us this uh, along with some maple syrup. Oh my god! I'm I'm not joking. I'm quaking with excitement at the thought of opening that maple syrup. It is genuine, genuine uh, Canadian maple syrup from I think it said Quebec on there. This is how bad my memory is. I only read it like half an hour ago. But how exciting is that? Genuine Canadian maple syrup. That's very exciting. Thank you so much, Regis. Look, if anyone else wants to send us stuff, (laughs) we're always (laughs) open to it. Just drop us an email, beampod at gmail.com. We'll tell you where to send it. We love getting stuff. T-shirts and food. I love this T-shirt. I love French Bulldogs. And I love the phrase wicked pisser. Love maple syrup. It's like the best day ever. Everything. So, right, before we get to Marillion Weekend stuff, Fish kicked off over the weekend. He kicked off in a big way, didn't he? Yeah. So he posted on, on Friday, 27th of May. There's good days and bad days, and today is one for laying down and avoiding. I woke up to a flurry of posts on the group pages from someone who's decided to write a book with the explanations of all my lyrics with my photo on the front. Cover. <laughs> 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 nice reading skills, nice Paul. Reading. Okay, look, I'm very tired. I'm I know, very and your tired. toes hurt. Don't forget last night I referred to a fly as a bird. As a bird. <laughs> That's how that tired was my favourite moment. Of the, of the Meridian weekend. I am Paul now... going, oh, I hate this bird. <laughs> <laughs> I swear from that day forth, all flies shall be known as birds. They are baby birds. They're baby... <laughs> they grow up into birds. <laughs> Flies grow up into birds. Everyone Crows. knows that. 
who's decided to write a book with the explanation, explan- I can't even say that, the explanations of all my lyrics with my photo on the front cover together with album cover images. It appears, and hopefully I'm wrong, to be gleaned or lean heavily on the Fish on Friday song explanations and stories. I have to say I haven't read it yet and there's a copy on the way to me from the distributors, so I'll refrain from saying I think more on here. I wasn't in for, apart from this bit. <laughs> I'm afraid from saying anything more apart from what I'm about to say. Uh, I wasn't informed of it being written or even going to print, which you would normally expect as a matter of politeness, not necessarily, or respect. Uh, and want to let you know I had nothing to do with it and will have nothing to do with it. I am more than a wee bit pissed off just now as I am aware of the person who wrote it and he's used my name before to promote his own projects. Okay. As I said, enough here, more later. Can I just clarify something? Wait a minute, Sandy. Oh. I haven't told you the worst of it. Oh, there's more. There was a leak under the floorboards and then they wouldn't take his bins away because they had maggots in them. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> what a day. It's like 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 a Monday for us. It's like kind of normally that sort of stuff happens to us before lunch every day. Anyway, you were saying, go on. Yeah, can I just clarify something? So this guy's written a book. He's researched different song lyrics. Maybe got some information from Fish on Fridays, and he's put it all in a book. And the fish. But he's, he's, whose notes. name? Whose name is he using? Is he is he saying it's written by Fish, or is it he's saying no. like clearly this is written by me? This is my interpretation. His name is Graham Scarf. The, 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 so the he's book. not he's not pretending that Fish has written this book. No, he says he says Fish on. It's called Fish on Track. Every album, every song. I had already bought it on Amazon. I, it hadn't arrived, and it probably never will now for reasons I'll get into. Right. Um, this is the blurb. Fisher's got a reputation of being a man with a gift of words, but also of being a man who's not afraid to stand up for what he believes in. That's ironic now. Um, and that has often got him into trouble. Also, authors of books <laughs> into trouble. Uh, he split from Rock Band Meridian in 1988. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So it's a bit of a potted history. Um, Fish on Track charts the solo career of an artist who has never done what was expected of him, always followed his heart and always come out fighting. As his most recent album, Welch Schmerz, is his farewell. This is a timely look at the man, the music and his lyrics. Right. So this isn't like what I'm trying to get at is he's not pretending that it's written by Fish. No. He's he's admitting that it's his interpretation. Yes. The same author. What's the issue then? The same author wrote a, a book, again, somewhat ironically, about Peter Gabriel in the same series, Fish on Track. There are other on track, so it's a series, right? Um, yeah, yeah. They've done Camel. It's obviously. But I mean, on, okay. This kind now, of thing is now. written at, like a lot. A lot of books like this exist. It's very common. Let me let me get in. Let me go on. I'm trying because, to understand what the actual issue is. Well, perhaps if we there's been further statements from Fish. Ah, okay. Go on then. Yeah, this is a whole series. Weirdly, all those other books which came out earlier are still on sale. Don't think anyone else had a problem with them. Right. Because it's kind of a compliment, like someone thinks your work is well, you think good so, enough you? to, you know, that they want to write a whole book about it and condense the information. I mean, if the issue is that he's gotten, he's gotten quotes and information from Fish on Fridays, which is free, not everyone wants to watch hours and hours of Fish on Fridays. So he's taken that information and condensed it into written form. Okay, yeah, look. Look, let's let's let me read some more. I, I agree with you. I don't want to have to I'm sit to through understand before it. a song explanation. I don't want to have to sit through an hour of a fish moaning about his bin maggots, <laughs> right? <laughs> I agree. I'd like it condensed. Yeah. <laughs> I've given up watching fish on Friday because I'm not that interested in his garden. I know you are, Sanya. It feels like sometimes fish on Friday that the guy is like about two inches from my face. And I can't get a word in edgeways. I know it's not interactive. I know that's not how it works. But it feels like being talked at in a pub. Talked right. at, not to. Yeah. Um. Anyway. It, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's it, so so I understand why someone might go, oh wow, I'm going to go in. He's he's given a great explanation for a song there, and I'll use that in my book, which is going into. Exactly. Lyric It's means. not even that. It looks like, you know, given that this is a series, this guy's been asked to do it as part of this series by this publisher. Fish has talked this about this. This guy has like self-published it 
and it's not like that. I don't think it's there is a publisher, right? You know, a small publisher. The yeah. company is uh, Sonic Bond Publishing, right? Okay, and they do clearly a series of books called On Track, dealing with the songs and lyrics, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and careers of prog musicians. And are you and supposed to get the permission of the musician before again, you write a book about them? I will them? get into that in a minute because I've been looking up copyright. Ah, law. okay, go on then. Right. So you're jumping ahead of me. Sorry, I mean the jumping ahead I'm kind of. Very lead. desperately trying to get to this other quote from Fish. Off you go. Starts with on track fish by Graham Scarf. Avoid. <laughs> avoid. <laughs> this is, this is, avoid. Fish posted this on Sunday. On Saturday morning, I received a copy of the above book and immediately contacted the author and publisher to request its removal from sale. As I said on last week's Fish on Friday, I wasn't even aware of its existence until it was advertised as being on sale through posts on the Fish Fish official group pages that same day. After only a quick scan through the contents, I discovered numerous copyright issues regarding my lyrics and images belonging to both myself and EMI with some quite frankly shocking inaccuracies. Nearly all the colour plates in the book are my album covers or screenshots from videos with a few live photos from the last UK tour. Hardly anything fans have not seen before. What made me most angry was that not only had the author leaned heavily on my own sleeve notes from the remastered album series, but also taken my song explanations from the Fish on Friday programmes, I love that he calls them programmes, and regurgitated them with his own opinions. So he calls them programmes. <laughs> what would you like him to call them? I don't know. Birds? Five streams. They're not on the BBC fish. Um, and regurgitate them with his own opinions, my quotes implying that I had somehow endorsed or was involved with this mediocre publication. After declaring only a few weeks before that I was retaining Fish on Friday as a freely available broadcast, and then discovering they had been gleaned for information and quoted from and available for sale in a book that was retailing at over £15 made me angry. That was not alleviated by the fact that Fish on Friday was acknowledged in the author's notes as being a primary source of the material. In my opinion, it's a shoddy book and intended to exploit fans who already have most of the information available to them either on the internet, through Fish on Friday or in my own sleeve notes. Your own tiny, tiny, your own tiny sleeve notes printed on very illegible paper. And and again... You need like a magnifying glass glass to to read and... Again, this guy should be paid for being able to translate such tiny sleeve notes into, yeah, yeah. into visible writing. And also to sit through the bin maggot discussion. Explain something. He says it exploits fans. By asking to pay £15 for stuff that he's made available for free. On Saturday night, I had an apology from the author together with assurances that the book would be withdrawn from sale. This morning, I had an email from the publisher with his own apology and a notification that the title is no longer available. He also informed me that any orders placed will be refunded. If you do happen to come across this anywhere, I strongly suggest you give it a wide berth and save yourself the money and disappointment. For those of you who have already ordered and who I've been told will be refunded by the respective retailer, you're not missing out on anything and have only avoided what is certainly a wind-up as far as I'm concerned. Catch you all later this week for another free Fish on Friday. Take care, fish. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> so With peace and love, with peace and yeah. love. Wow, that was intense. I mean, sorry. Sorry to be a stirrer, but my first thought is he just wishes he'd written the book. There's something clearly else going on for fish here. He got triggered by it, in a, it but... Sorry, I'm also going to say it. it's not like this is an isolated incident. This this whole genre of book is really common, and I'm just I'm I'm just on the publisher's website. Uh, I'm just on the publisher's website. They've written books on everyone from the Bee Gees to Godley and Cream, Alice Cooper, Bob Dylan, ELO, Elvis Costello, Eric Clapton, Gentle Giant, The Hollies, Iron Maiden, In the Stooges, Level 42, Corn, Radiohead, Porcupine Tree, Roy Harper, Tom Petty, Tori Amos, yes, David Cronenberg yeah. randomly, Joni Mitchell, Kate Bush, this UFO, is not, yeah, it's not Kansas, an unusual... U2, Barkley Joe's Harvest, Thin Lizzy, The Crash, the Clash, Queen, The Beatles, yes, Blue Oyster Coat, 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is not... It's not an unusual type of book to write. Yeah, and none of those other books have been taken off. This is you why know, this this got to be about something else. And on top of that, legally, I mean, you know, it's a shame that this guy's worked on this book. You know, regardless yeah. of whether he's got the information from Fish on Friday or whether yeah. he, or where he's got it from, you you're know, paying that for his is, time. He's not passing. Yeah, that is out there in the public domain. Yeah, he's not passing it off as he's not passing the lyrics or the album covers off as his own work. Hopefully, he's crediting the photographer for the photos and Fish for the lyrics. Well, he has and it, stuff it, like it, that. Fish says. Therefore, that, it's like. What is he doing wrong? Yeah. He's, and why shouldn't you pay for the book? He's put in time to researching and writing it. Copyright law in the UK has something called fair dealing. Whereas if you're dealing with criticism, as in this book gives opinions. Yeah. And as long as it's it's acknowledged where quotes have come from and where photos or whatever or images are from. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. It's called fair use in other countries. It's fair dealing in the UK. From what I can tell, I haven't seen the book. From what I can tell, the guy's done nothing wrong and the publisher has done nothing wrong. Not least because they've clearly been doing this a long time. Yeah. Um, And so... And then... So for Fish to get this book removed from sale, I very much doubt there there uh, there's a huge profit margin on this book part of the reason it's priced at £15 because I don't think they'll expect to sell a lot of copies of it. The publisher clearly isn't a huge publisher. They deal in volume in terms of sort of output and very niche books. Right. They're not going to be making a lot of money on it. Right. Yeah, and again, yeah. that is probably why it's priced at £15. Yeah. And, and you I, know, it's fair that it's it's not free. The guy has put in a lot of hours researching, even if he's researching articles and programs on the internet that are free (laughs) he's still put in the time to glean that information and piece it together exactly but fish has put this stuff in the public domain he has put this information out there does that mean he is the sole goat gatekeeper of people who can publish books on it yeah i mean once the info's out there it's like sorry mate it it doesn't belong to you anymore in in a sense in a sense it still belongs to you creatively I, I, I do, I know I'm angry and passionate, partly because I'm, I've am i been a journalist, you know, still am sometimes. And I do feel for the guy, I do feel for the publisher. I know Fish isn't a big organisation. He's not, you know, a huge international megastar. I know he's got his own bottom line. But surely Fish, at this point, you know, you've had a long career, you've retired, you've said it yourself. You know, you've reached the end of your career. You should expect these sort of retrospectives from magazines. Or, I mean, it's or a compliment, books. really. It is a the compliment. The fact that someone thinks you're important enough to write a retrospective on. And yet, what instead of kind of going, oh, this is out, this is interesting, he reacts like this. It's. I'm willing to bet money on the fact is he. There's something about him. He feels annoyed at himself that he still hasn't written the book that he's been promising sure. for decades. So you know, if you want to stop people putting out their own accounts, put out your own definitive account of your life and your career exactly. and your story. If you can't get around to it, don't then... Oh, sorry, I see it as an overreaction to, to other people writing books about you. You know, that they're not going to make a lot of money. On their, certainly, he would have done it, I suspect, as a, as a passion project rather than something to make him rich. This isn't someone getting rich off you, Fish. I bet you he didn't get a lot of money to write that book at all. Mm. And there aren't going to be sufficient sales to make a lot of money. Yeah, and I I mean, I'd hesitate even to say it's exploiting the fans because people choose whether they want to buy something or not. And also, it's the sort of publisher, I bet it's print-on-demand, which is why it's 15 quid. You know, it'll be print-on-demand. When I ordered it, I was told it wouldn't be here till sort of middle of June. They've not got a big pile of these books waiting to be pulped. Mm. You know, so the, that's why it's priced at £15. Uh, yes, okay, you know, a lot of the, his fans have come out, most of them on, on the Fish on, on Friday groups or the Fish official group, kind of go, good on your big lad. You know, yeah, yeah, stick it to these people. These are small it's not people. A big, it's not like Amazon itself. No, these are Jeff small Jeff Bezos has decided people. to write this book. It's a normal guy. Yeah. Uh, these are not a big targets fish. They're smaller than you. Yeah, you are a bigger target. 
you know, you, you, you are punching down in this instance. You're not taking on EMI. You're punching down. And that, it, 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 oh. and as I say, you know, you kind of go, okay, fish had a bad day. This hit a nerve, which it certainly did. I mean, it's clearly hit, hit a, a nerve. nerve. You could go, you could give him the benefit but of the doubt. I feel for the author. I do. I actually, I have to say, yeah, in this instance, not knowing the whole story, I suppose, but just from the information that you've given me, I feel for the author. I do. Not for Fish. I feel for the author. Sorry, Fish. But and you yeah. know, I and I feel particularly for the author because of all the, the comments and the people who side with Fish on on his pages. Yeah, all those people who who kind of go, yeah, good on your feet. I mean, I re- I'm happy to read some of them out. But it's like, I really don't understand so, what this guy's done wrong. Yeah, you know, so here we are. We have Fish, if there is any consolation, the author is having his giblets kicked in with one-star reviews. But that is only Wow, because- from people who haven't even read <laughs> yeah. the book. But that is only because you can't give a review with no stars. I look forward to the only true book necessary, Fish's autobiography. We all do. We all want that book. I want to read that. I bet that'll be a good read if he can get it written. Well done, Fish. We all eagerly await your own autobiography, as I'm sure it will be a lot more colourful and much funnier, where appropriate, than, any, is, this than book... any sham book like this one. Well done, Standing Your Ground. Sorry that there are sharks that fed upon the good nature of others. What? What does that mean? <laughs> okay, lots of people talking about the maggots. <laughs> Genuinely, a lot of people mentioning the oh, maggots. Okay. TMI. You are and always will be an amazing artist. How dare someone think that they have the right to explain your gift when you do it so amazingly yourself? See Sam and Tanya's face right now, everyone. It's just, I mean, it's pure confusion. I saw that book and did wonder. Suffice to say, I shall not be lining his pockets. Not going to make a lot of money, everyone. I'm just letting you know. I think you all misunderstand how much I mean, money there is yeah. to be made in publishing. Authors, like, in general, don't tend to make a lot of money, do they? Unless they're, like, no. J.K. Rowling or, like, you know, Stephen King or someone. Uh, anyway, I've got to stop because I'll just get more and more annoyed. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's so confusing. In terms of other publications... Yeah. Record Collector... Yes. There's a record collector Marillion special out, which I'm sure some of you have already ordered. Mine. I was I hope hoping Fish my... doesn't see it. Yeah, no, he's in it. He's interviewed in it. Oh, okay. He'll he'll be okay with he'll that. He'll be then. okay with that as long as no one kind of quotes the interview in a podcast or anything. Oh no. <laughs> Shall I quote it now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's fine as long as you don't write, put it in a book. Yeah, and charge money for and it. Charge money for it. www.patreon.com/slash Mr. Biffo. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the record collector uh, Meridian special is bloody great. We um, we were chatting to Chris McGarrell at the weekend, yeah. supporter of the podcast and digitizer. Oh wow! Yeah, long like love digi. Um, yeah, and he's in it quite extensively. But there's it, it's it's great. It's full of sort of interviews with famous fans and interview with Fish. Mm-hmm. Interview with H as excerpt from Mark Kelly's book, excerpt from Stephen Wilson's book where he talks about Marillion. Wow. Uh, as he was the original Marillion fan. Uh, and obviously retrospectives on all the albums. I just hope they didn't get any information from Fish on Friday. I hope so too. I yeah. hope so too. I recommend you all go out and buy it because it's been a long time since Record Collector did a Marillion special. So I have been hoping for mine to turn up before the Marillion weekend because I had pre-ordered it. But it was here when we got home yesterday. Which was lovely. Lovely surprise. A lovely surprise. This is going to be a long ep, isn't it? I didn't expect to rant about... Well, you were very passionate. Yeah, well, I'm I sorry. Ha- I had no idea that I'm your not, feelings ran I, so Stand up for the deeply. little man. Sorry, I don't feel... I mean, it is bizarre. I'll say it again. It's absolutely... Just let ba- it go. That kind of reaction is baffling. Just let it go. What I, what I will say is I can imagine he was quite a hard person to be in a band with. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you put it that way. Wow. He's someone who someone would want to be. Damn right. Talking the, the of... The difference in attitude. Talking oh, of, Marillion Weekend 2022. 
Right, hello. Um, we've no idea if this is going to work. We're sat in, some of you might know of it, the Merchant of Venice in Leicester. Noisy place. Very noisy place. Uh, apologies for the Italian music in the background. though, Sonia loves it. I love it. It's Mina. Lady Mina. Yeah. Just Mina. Just me. Just Mina. We're here with uh, two of our friends from the Meridian Weekend, our group, The Damage, Woo. as we are known. Woo! Uh, Richard and Malcolm. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Hi, hello. folks. <laughs> no idea if you can even hear them because we're sat surrounded by Meridian fans who are all presumably hungover and uh, not regulating their voices. How are you both feeling this morning after three nights of drinking and gigs? Well, for me, remarkably well. So, uh, not, not feeling too bad at all. Probably oh, so, someone's leaving. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> say bye. 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 I don't know who's going. We love you and we'll miss yeah. you. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Chris McGarrell from Frog Magazine, who sat on the table behind us, so I know... We're looking at you to right yeah, now. we're looking right at you, Chris. And you've got no idea. I waved at you, Chris, by the way. You didn't even see me. I have to say, Rich, by the way, Shogs uh, is Richard's nickname, which we may have referred to him as on the podcast from time to time. Yes. You certainly look more pink than you normally do on a Monday after a Meridian weekend. Gradually, over the course of a Meridian weekend, I see you just turn a, a shade of grey. It's like you rot... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you decompose gradually over the course of the weekend. I think the reason that is that I put it down to the fact that our two heavier drinking friends, yes. Mark and Nick, are here this weekend to sort of. Uh, so we've we've not been sort of driven along to, to sort of mass um, excesses of booze that we mass, mass destruction. Mass destruction like we normally get. Yeah. What were your highlights, gents, from the weekend? Oh, probably the the Saturday night was. I've, I know I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. Probably it was, was one of the top five million gigs ever for me. Just the whole the whole thing was just fantastic from start to finish. You know, culminating in care, and that song obviously means so much for me at the moment because with my mum and everything. So yeah, I think that was that was probably my highlight. It was. Uh... Yeah, it's probably up there in my top five, I think, as well, now, yeah. that night. But Tanya was having the best time. She was, what you, five glasses of red wine to the wind. No. No. Enhanced the sonic experience, didn't it, Sonia? That's what that was. It did, exactly, exactly. I mean, when, because when, again, are we going to get to hear that whole album in full live? Yeah, I'd go That again. was very special. I, I want to do the Saturday night again. Uh, they played Neverland. Yes, they did, and you stayed for it. And I loved it. You did. You actually loved it. Yeah. You did love it. I did love it. So let's let's talk through our weekend, shall we? So we got there on Friday lunchtime ish and went out for a massive plate of prawns. That was good. Was good prawn. Jimmy's oh my killer God. prawns. They were tasty. Anyway, uh, so remember you were going to say I'm really scared of. This. I'm scared of the killer prawns to the waiter. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I said, wouldn't it be funny if I said, you know, have you got any non-killer prawns? And I'm a bit scared. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it. So from there, we went and checked into our Airbnb, which was very nice, uh, even though the corridor outside smelled a bit. I had to hold my breath every time I walked through the corridor. Had a funny smell. Mm. Uh, Met our mates for She Chameleon, which was a free gig. It was their fourth gig, She Chameleon, wasn't it? Apparently. Yes, yeah. We got there just as they'd started with Splintering Heart. They played a mix of H era and Fish era. Female vocalist, which I think we cover this a bit more with our friends Richard and Malcolm in the noisy I bits of do. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that night we had the rock uh, set. The party up- night. The one, party night, which they've moved from the Friday wisely, I think. Moved from the Sunday. Sorry, the Sunday yeah. to the Friday. Yeah, I think that was... That was the right decision. Uh, wasn't your favourite set, was it? Out of the three nights, yeah, no. Out of the three nights, it wasn't my favourite. But I think having it It was there, still good, but but the other two nights were like top tier. It didn't feel like a way to end the weekend, did it? No, it was the perfect way to start the weekend. I'm glad, I'm glad that they changed it over yeah. from the Sunday. They've mixed up the set list this time. Normally with Marillion Weekends, they pretty much keep the set list the same, but there are little changes here and there, things that are dropped. Like the opener in uh, Leicester was this town, which I think previously it had been between you and me, certainly in Poland it was, for the, the upbeat set. So they went 
from this town, just just the opening of Inta- um, this town, not the, the whole trilogy. Went from that into How Can It Hurt, which uh, probably no one's favourite song. But as I've stated before, at this point in time, I, I love hearing the rarities, the stuff I've not heard before, even if I don't like it. It's still part of my Marillion history. Mm. And, uh, you know, How Can It Hurt went into Between You and Me, good name for a podcast. Excellent name for a podcast. Which was good fun. The lights. Oh, my God. Yeah, the lights were phenomenal. Best lighting I've ever seen at a Meridian Honestly, gig. the guy's an artist. And also... I mean, he literally is. It, yeah, but... but it allows you to focus on, on the band and yeah. take in what they're doing a lot better than, than looking over their head. At... Yes, it doesn't steal the attention away from the band and the music in the way a screen sometimes can. What it does instead, it supports and enhances the music. I think so, yeah. It's like it adds a dimension it's, it's like more sort of dimension. A, yeah, it's more a sort of overall kind of sort of holistic sensory experience, mm. I think, if that yeah. doesn't sound too wanky. Whereas with a screen, that seems to cut through all that. Particularly, look, and I'm going to be honest, some Marillion, you know, video clips that they have at the back of the stage work better than others. Some of them I have in the past found quite literal and feel that they don't necessarily add anything to the song. Whereas what's great with the lights is that they're sort of more interpretive. Yeah. They're, they're more metaphorical rather than something that's, you know, and they would, you know, like moments in Sierra Leone on the Saturday night. I keep mentioning this to everyone I talk to about it, but it really stuck with me, the sparkling, the blue, where they had these lasers that looked like kind of, you know, sparkling diamonds. And then, uh, yeah, things like Cannibal Surf Babe on the Friday night, which I thought the lights, they did sort of real lovely rainbow primary colour lights all over the stage that really sort of brought the, the spirit of that song to life. So anyway, we went from Between You and Me into the bit of Lords of the Backstage that they always play. <laughs> As in, not the best bit of Blind Curve. And that went into one of my highlights, my first highlight of the weekend, woke up. And a few people I spoke to said the same thing. Woke up, needs to be in the set more because it worked really well. And there were a lot of people around us singing along to that. Oh, nice. Nice. You don't know it very well, though, do no, you? No, I don't. And that went into another cracker, You're Gone. Yeah. Yeah, which was great, which went into an interesting uh, introduction, shall we say, for Quartz. Yes. I may have missed most of Quartz, though. Really? Yeah. Oh. I may have missed all of Quartz. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you what the lights were like. Could hear it from outside. Then, unfortunately, I did come back in for... Oh, the damage is all right. I know it's our group song, but... And I did enjoy singing along to it. By this point, I was probably quite drunk. Yeah, you, but, you were probably um, the drunkest on Friday night. Yeah, I was. You were the drunkest on Saturday. Oh, my God. I know. And when Sadie says the drunkest, she doesn't mean like the drunkest out of our group. Oh, no. She, God, no. <laughs> no, no. God, no. She... <laughs> She means the drunkest that I was on yeah, any of the, uh, yeah. the three nights. Uh, anyway, so the damage went into the other half, which I enjoyed. Uh, that went into Cannibal Surf Babe, which I enjoyed, but Sanya didn't. Uh, I did enjoy it. I just I needed to quickly nip to the loo. Yeah. The next two, I did stick around, I think, for Harder's Love, which was all right. I think I may have stepped out for most of Separated Out. Back in time for Incommunicado, which ended the main set. Now, the first encore started with Drilling Holes. Yes, which I enjoyed. My opinion on Drilling Holes has been well documented. It was very loud and vocal, your opinion. (laughs) It's been well documented on this podcast is what I was going to say. I think you made sure everyone knew your opinion. Well, it didn't matter because I looked around at the crowd and I think everyone shared my opinion when they played Drilling Holes. I know for a fact that me and one person on Facebook (laughs) did not share your opinion. Everyone I spoke to that weekend said the same thing about Drilling Holes. And you just had to see it. The audience was, as, as I've said... To people flat as a weekend, pancake. Flat as a pancake. And then they went from that into cover my eye and the place erupted. Erupted, yeah. You even you saw it. I did I did see it. But you I was saw all, the I two also reactions. appreciated the music in Drilling Holes. May that be the end of Drilling Holes as a live performance. Please. Please. 
Anyway, that was the end of that encore. And then into one of my other highlights of the weekend, Man of a Thousand Faces, which was transcendental. Yeah, that was epic. Absolutely That's really good live. God, that is the perfect song to hear live. Friday night, the Rocky set. How are we with that? Not bad. I thought, you know, some good ones, good mixture of stuff in there. Yeah, didn't mind it. Didn't mind it at all. Um, Can't remember any ones I particularly disliked, so... Oh, apart from, apart from uh, drilling holes, maybe. Uh. Friday night, Malcolm, you as a musician. Yeah, I can't help myself sometimes. Yeah, I do the old arms cross, and I'm thinking, because it's, it's either, it's, it's a, I suppose it's a quality end, and also um, it's, it's a, a sort of rod on my back that I can pick out everything all the time, so I'm, I can't help being over-critical of everything. You know? One of those nerdy fans, so Friday as well, the sound just weren't quite there for me. So... Um, where Saturday all those things have been ironed out and, and like they say to, to, to hear the whole album you know then they were just bang on everyone was on form weren't they the whole thing was just perfect yeah uh, and then that was the end of the night and we pretty much went I don't think we hung around really outside did we we, we went to the kebab shop yeah for the first of many visits <laughs> straight to the kebab shop uh, and then home not yeah. back to the airbnb so that was friday let us talk through saturday which was one of the best memory gigs i've ever been to there we are i've said it saturday was incredible absolutely incredible i feel so lucky to have been able to see and hear and experience the whole of the new album yeah from beginning to end live the band were absolutely on fire. The crowd were just so up for it, weren't they? Um, everything just seemed to fall into place magically, didn't it? Like sometimes you get with a gig, you know. And... But you were, you were um, Poland as well. You were part of our gang that went without us very rudely. Yeah. And the contrast is like it's it's, it's like night and day, you know. At times, Poland was quite shambolic. You know, they, 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 the mistakes and and they had technical problems that caused them issues. Was that on every night or just on one of them in particular? Friday night in particular, but then again, they, they got halfway through care in Poland and they had to stop because I think Kate, um, H had lost the click track, so he, you know, they, he, he didn't know what was going on, so they had to stop it. And what it meant for me was that I was just like. I felt for them. I, I, I felt, was on edge and worried that they were going to. And then, what would people say the next day? And I, you know, what I'm like I like everybody to enjoy themselves. I don't like people to have a bad experience. I was sort of, I was anxious for them almost as much as for myself. You know, so it sort of, it really, I didn't really enjoy it. It was a fantastic experience going to Poland, but the gigs themselves were, you know, they weren't. And any, as I say, night and day compared to the ones we've seen here. Both you and I said the same thing. If they'd just come out on Sunday and played the exact same set, we'd have been happy. Yeah, I, I, I am wanting, my current wish is to experience that set all over again. Yeah. If anyone would like to pay for us to go to Lisbon or, <laughs> Even just, or Montreal. Just for one night. <laughs> yeah. I would, us. I'd just do that Saturday night all over again. Yeah, me too. That was really, really something. I mean, I can't stress it enough. It, 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 it was... Aside from the fact that they were flawless musically, the lights were amazing. I mean, those songs work live so well. And the flow of that album, it really reminds me of Marbles. Not that it sounds like Marbles, but in the way that Marbles was a fantastic collection of songs mm. that worked brilliantly live and just flowed together. Yes. Yeah, the flow of them. Yeah. There wasn't a duff moment for me. No. Nope. During an hour Zero before it started. Moments. And then they went into three encores or three encore tracks anyway the invisible man which was great power which was brilliant yeah and neverland which i stuck around for and was brilliant yeah <laughs> yeah three of their it best took songs. some convincing getting you to stay Not but then when it started you were like Yay. i was the, i i had it, yeah i seem to end up doing this most nights well actually no not so much on the saturday night because you were off on your own doing your own dancing but i wanted to see I, <laughs> look I know I like standing next to you, but for an hour before it's dark, it was really important that I, I and because I don't know when I'm going to be able to see or hear that album in its entirety again live. So I really wanted to make sure I had a good view and good yeah. sonic experience. And you did. Yeah. Anyway, most of the nights I ended up in my arms around both you and Rich. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. It was great. It was like, 
being supported. <laughs> it kind of like, you know, I didn't have to put as much like weight on my legs. <laughs> I just led on the two of you. I'm not even kidding. There was that part of me went through my head. I thought, this is good, actually. I've kind of, I'm sure I'm putting less pressure on my legs. Didn't stop me bugging them up, though. Anyway, uh, well, let, let's talk about Sunday, and then I want to go back and talk about the mega pint. It certainly went so well. Just in a and a on the Sunday, you could sort of hear how relaxed they were. Yeah, I think so. I noticed he was very, between the songs, there was, he didn't bother with sort of, apart from throwing the nightingale, he didn't really do kind of explanations pre each song. Apart from quartz, that was eye-opening. Um, <laughs> uh, but beyond that, and yeah, beyond Crowing the Nightingale, he sort of almost seemed, I don't know whether it was self-conscious or something, you know, he didn't want to do the kind of old heavy, you know, let's save the world type jazz. Because he started, I think, uh, to talk about an hour before it's dark on Saturday night, and then he just went, I'll oh, shut up, age. <laughs> yeah, you got a sense he was going to go, he went, this album, and he thought, oh, here we go, we're going to get, you know, let's save the world, let's hug one another, and then he just, shut up, age. And then just got on with the song. So I don't know. Um, I mean, it was really funny, his, his intro. What was the one that he intro, in, introduced with the guy who smoked a pipe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a story, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a little yeah. story. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, and nothing to do with the song whatsoever. The, the, the strange thing for me this weekend is like the, Les- the Lester Piggott thing. I don't know if, oh, yeah. who else listens to. Well, obviously, lots of people listen to H's Corona Diaries, but he had this sort of rambling joke about Lester or a story about Lester Piggott, the latest one. And uh, Ant-, Ant went off and sort of checked, yeah, he's still alive, still alive. And then the very next day, poor old Lester Piggott pops his clogs, doesn't he? So. Uh, yeah. Very odd, very odd. And let's all hope H doesn't talk about any of us. Yeah. <laughs> the curse of Corona Diaries. Yeah. Okay. So Sunday night, as uh, most of you know, was, I'm sure, was season's end, which, uh, interestingly, they, I think they originally in Poland played, or at least tried to play Bed in the Sea. That's not in there now. Oh. So they slip in uh, the release between After Me and Hooks in You. Oh yeah, I think H was having some some here issues with Technical his in ear monitors or something because season's end had to restart. There was some iffiness at the start of season's end, which was season's end as a whole. I mean that was that was another oh I dropped dropped a hair clip. Season's end. I mean the end part was brilliant. I thought that night. Yeah, it was almost like trancey. It was, and, um, yeah. Uh, King Sunset Town. I enjoyed Easter. Easter I enjoyed very much because it's always a good sing along. Uninvited guest. That's fine. Was also there, Holloway girl. Uh, what did you just say? Uninvited guest was also there. Yeah, <laughs> Holloway girl. I surprisingly enjoyed. Uh, you know, it's of course it's no one's favourite song, but it, I, I do I like sung Holloway along. girl. I know you do. After me, I love. Normally, I didn't think it was the best version of After Me. Ah, interesting. I, I thought the keyboards got a bit lost, and it. I don't know. It didn't. There was something not quite right with After Me. The release was great, as it always is. Hooks in You, I loved. Yeah. Uh, the Hooks space, in classic. yeah. The space was um, the gorgeous uh, and lovely and sing-alongy. Uh, Gaza, I, I, I enjoyed. That is a really weird mm, way of saying it, Paul. Yeah. What do you want to uh, say, really? No one's gonna like me if I say it. Just say it. Goes on a bit. Oh dear. <laughs> I, I, I prefer the second half of it. But I prefer from the the sort of it just ain't right bit onwards. Right, last quarter. Yeah. Normally, I don't even like the ending. The the. Oh my goodness. Rose up. You know, the, Christa history did this to me. Uh, but actually, I really loved it on Friday, Sunday night. Sorry. Um, I, I. I enjoyed it but I find like I don't love heavy Marillion you know that yeah that's and true. the opening is quite heavy mm. uh, it's fine it's dramatic I get what they're doing with it it's never been a favorite I've said it there you go okay look I finally admitted it to myself I'm not I don't love Gaza I feel like a heretic for saying that I've never admitted that openly oh, you have I feel now. like a heretic because I know everyone thinks it's a classic Certainly the band too, the amount they play it. <laughs> oh my God, here we go again. But it's fine. Look, again, this isn't a criticism of the set list. I think if you're going to play anything, 
in the current climate play Gaza. Yeah. Exactly. I I would have liked a few words for the dead for the same reason. Oh, I would have loved a few words for the dead. For exactly the same reason. Mm. The two of those back to back would have been great. What an ending. Yeah. Uh, But we got the levers, which I I do love. Yeah. And, you know, that one tonight section. That's just such a lovely way to end a weekend. With the inevitable... Ticker confetti. tape, confetti thing in Ukrainian colours. Hats off. Yes. Sorry, let's just sort of say, yeah, Saturday night highlight, followed by Sunday, then Friday, Great Meridian weekend. Yeah. No complaints about the set list. Absolutely. I, genuinely no complaints. Yeah, me apart neither. From, apart from drilling holes, let's just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go down well. Stop playing it. End of. Oh, right. wow. Um, yeah, me, loved it. Saturday Saturday night was the highlight. Sunday night was awesome. Friday night was good too. It was also great there. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night also happened. Was it, it, Friday night was a good start. Yeah, it was. It was. But yeah, so in the middle of Saturday night, I was off away from Paul, where I could get a good view because I'm not as tall as him. And I was very kindly and selfishly stood further back, so I wasn't in You didn't want to block way. anyone's view. Anyway, there was a gentleman standing next to me, and he didn't like Harry Styles, and I told him I, I do like Harry Styles as well. H had done a bit of a rant, H hadn't he? mentioned Harry Styles. Yeah, in the intro to, to Crow and the Nightingale, mm. he, uh, he, he, yeah, he talked about all the talented artists we've lost and how they need to be replaced. And let's face it, it's not going to be Harry Styles. I mean, I'm putting my hand up and I say, I his, think... His new album Harry, is great. Harry, Harry Styles is actually really good. And I don't think H has ever actually listened to I think Harry Styles I think album. H would appreciate Harry Styles I if do. he uh, listened to his new stuff. Also, he's brilliantly sort of gender fluid in a very H oh, sort love of his, way. Oh, his, Harry, Styles, Harry Styles has style. <laughs> I love his fashion sense. Anyway, um, so... By the yeah, way, if anyone can hear it, the, the anchor's dragging back. it back. I mean, I honestly, I don't know what they're doing. They're on their summer holidays and it's, you know, what do you do on summer holidays? You go out to sea, you go yeah. sailing. You drag an anchor around your bedroom floor, moaning and groaning <laughs> like... <laughs> like you're, ghost. I don't know, a ghost of the sea. Mm. Jonah. I was talking about Oh, no, now they're, now they're making high-pitched shrieking noises as well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what you do. You, you know, everyone at home, you know this, don't you? When you're dragging your anchor, you like a whoop, 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 whoop as the anchor drags behind you along your bedroom floor, like crashing into all the furniture. Yeah, <laughs> gets caught sometimes on the edge of the bed, and that gets dragged halfway across your bedroom. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> so tribute bands. Uh, well, some of us went to three. Uh, tribute band shows. Yeah, some of us got through one song of a tribute band. Uh, uh, highlights of those. Start, it was Friday with She Chameleon. That was where we met you. Yeah, I, I thought that because that that we don't normally see a, a, a band fronted by a sort of a, a lady, do we? So that was completely something different. I think she did actually bring quite quite some interesting takes on some of the songs, particularly the the, the H era ones she did. I thought was yeah really quite interesting. Yeah, that was their fourth gig. Apparently. Although someone said last night that she'd seen them loads. Yeah, but yeah. I think also that the some members of the band have been in other oh, yeah other other tribute right. bands. Like was there one called Real to Real or something? I think. Oh. Yeah, because I was talking to a lady last night. And she's like, oh, I've seen them so many times. And I was like, oh, I thought they've only played four times. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But that was a free gig. Uh, that was perfect for me because we we just rocked up and seen you, and then we got to sit outside and have a chat and a drink with the with Meridian playing in the background yeah um, you know oh, that was that was one of my favourites uh, that was the only one which Mark managed to attend because he it was the uh, medical emergency uh, and then Saturday we did Mr Punch which here at the little rock venue yeah that was a really yeah really sweet venue yeah it reminded me of the, the marquee back in the day uh, that was and they're Italian anyone who doesn't know 
And they also have a female guitarist. They have a female guitarist who Mark's a big fan of. Yes. Yeah, he has he has pointed this out a few times. And they, uh, the singer does makeup and sort of, yeah, oh, does yeah, the, the full, helmet. full yeah. helmet during, during Grendel, which was uh, a particular highlight for me. I mean, I, um, I like them because they did... They, they sort of had a flourish to some of the songs, their kind of oh, own yeah. personality. They were phenomenal. They've got a lot of vibrancy, a lot of, lot of energy yeah. and light. Yeah, I think they're very, they're very emotional when they play. And yeah. they, you know, they're really passionate about the songs. That's yeah. the Italian And with a little bit blood. of, with the Italian flamboyance thrown in there, it's like the perfect blend. A lot of arm waving, gesturing. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, Saturday was when I hit the wall. Saturday? Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. I uh, believe I hit the wall first. Yeah, so what happened was we had uh, Rich, we still owe you for the tickets. Um, yeah, no, he's wait, he's shaking his head, we don't know him. Uh, so as I was pointed out, you didn't go, so why should you pay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did for one song. So that was Steel Meridian, which I'm sure most of you have heard of, because Martin, the singer, is part of the Steve Rothery band. Uh, and then they're sort of the the kind of Premier League Meridian tribute band, aren't they, generally? So they had a like, big turnout. But that was, um, I have to say, I didn't like the venue. And I got in there and I thought, this is hot. This is too hot. Weird, I don't know, lack of atmosphere in this sort of little theatre that they were in. I don't know, I didn't like it. I got in there and I thought... Sanya was texting me going, I need to go back to the room because you've gone off, you know, I need to lay down. I said, well, come and get the key and I'll go outside and give it to you. And then uh, I got outside and went, oh, shit, I think I need to go back to the room as well. And then I slept for three hours instead of coming back into the gig. Um, but tell us what that was like, still moving. Because they did different, they, all these bands did different sets every day, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah that's we, right. we had a couple of the odd songs that were similar, didn't we? Mm. I mean, there was a couple of them did Freaks, which, uh, yeah. you know, I like Freaks, I think it's a good yeah. song. Um, but they did a good chunk of Misplaced Childhood. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, they're so polished, you know, they've just been doing it for so long, they know, but the, the guitarist for me is, he's a really, really tight, so it's enjoyable. And he, again, he gets into it, you know, you can see he does he's lost in his own little world, yeah. which I love seeing yeah. in a musician. And a, and a particular highlight for me was the fact they did a couple of songs off uh, Holidays in Eden, so they did the, the, so we say the alternative version of um, Splinter and Heart, um, which was really good to hear, and and uh, I did, they did uh, all of the um, this town trilogy again, which I thought they did fantastically well. Particularly where Martin, the singer, said they hadn't had a chance to rehearse it very much. So kudos to them for getting it so, you know, so 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 good, really. But it was sort of saying, please indulge us. You know, we, we're going off our normal script, to use the pun, and doing some some different stuff. Which, you know, full marks to them. Why not? You know, there's no rule that says that they've just got to stick to the first four albums, is there? So particularly as Martin such a great singer he can adapt his voice to either yeah, to either era amazing voice. he's uh yeah he's um something else you know vocally mm. yeah but mind you the mr punch guy as well could really oh you know bow that out. Yeah. wow i know yeah. that's true really bow really that out. strong voice and i like that you know all these three tribute bands have got their own personality and have sort of done their own yeah, thing they're playing the same songs but in their own unique way, add, they add their own unique flourishes to. It's great to hear so so many brilliant songs as well. That you you know, what's the chances of hearing all of those variations of those songs? Well, that was I think I posted on Saturday afternoon or just someone somewhere uh, about you know there were two versions of Grendel being played live by two different bands on the same afternoon wow. in the same city. It's like what a time to be alive, you know? That's insane, yeah. Grendel. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought they're here? You know what in 2022 that that would be happening <laughs> that's just bonkers you know that they, they the band have you know maintained that loyalty really that there's enough of a demand for that to happen you know it's nuts anyway yes. back to saturday night so we were enjoying listening to an hour before it's dark live and then at, at one point the gentleman standing next to me um he picked up, I've never seen a glass so big in my entire life. And I just want to say, I don't think he listens to the podcast or anything, but in case he does, I want to say thank you now because I think I forgot to thank him. He gave me this <laughs> truckload of beer. I've never yeah. seen it. Basically, the and venue sold two pints. 
two pint drinks. Yeah, I was just you know, in shock pints, at the size of this thing. Pints. And he says, I can't find my friend. He's disappeared. Go and give this to your yeah. husband. I know why he did that. Because those double pint glasses are impossible to hold. Yeah, because he'd had it just on the floor yeah. between his feet for ages. You can't hold them. You can't drink out of them, but you need two hands to drink out of them. <laughs> yeah, I no, know. I'm not even joking. Like, literally, I know, I know. I, I had to carry it to There's you. There's no grip. They were perfectly yeah, smooth. I had to carry it to you. And I said to him, my God, that was like a truckload of beer. Yeah. And he so, said, that's how we do it in Scotland. And I was so, like, yay. So from my point of view, right, so here's my night. Okay, Richard, our friend Richard, he very sadly lost his mum recently. And he'd already warned us that he was probably going to be a wreck during care. Um, and that he might need a bit of emotional support during care. So I'm sort of waiting for this all night. So I've kind of almost finished my pint of beer. Um, this is the start of Sierra Leone. I've almost finished a beer ready so I can have hands free if, you know, Rich needs a hug or a bit of comforting or something. So about, to, you know, I'm probably about, I've got about a third of this pint left. You know, I figure this will last me to the end of Sierra Leone, then I'm hands free for care. Sanya comes over with this bucket of beer, this mega pint, and says, here, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Man told me to have it. Yeah, and then she runs off, leaving me with this thing, right, which, bear in mind, I, you know, you can't hold this thing with anything less than two hands. So what I had to do was I had my existing pint and I had to sort of balance the mega pint on top of my existing pint. Mm. And then using the existing pint. You could have just put it on the hand, floor, but okay. I couldn't, but no, I couldn't. There was no, I wasn't going to be able to bend down without spilling this mega pint before I drunk some of it. This thing was like unwieldy AF. <laughs> there was no way of, I didn't dare move. <laughs> it was like filled to the brim, the mega pint. Right. Um, so I basically I've got three pints of beer or, or two and a half or two and a third pints of beer in my hands. So and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I've now got to consume all this before the stop. Oh my goodness, no! Right. And I managed to get by tipping the mega pint up with the the lower pint. Mm. Uh, you know, and I've been really looking forward to Sierra Leone, by the way, but this was now what was preoccupying oh, me, no. that I need to get this enormous amount of beer consumed before care begins, and I've got approximately nine minutes in which to do it. So I sort of was tipping this beer up, using the pint below it into my mouth, and I managed to get, I think, about halfway down, so presumably another pint drunk. Right. And then managed to say to Rich, do you want some of this? <laughs> I kind of poured <laughs> half of what was left into his glass um, and then finished off. Man, then it was, it was holdable because it wasn't like, you know, kind of really heavy anymore. So mm. I was able to sort of hold it, knock it back and anyway. And then I was hands-free for care. But it was a hairy Wow, hairy I had no idea minutes. all this was going on. me trying on. to enjoy, you know, one of my favourite songs I mean, on you the literally album. could have just put it down, thought Couldn't about put it, it later. Down. Couldn't put it down. I was scared of kicking it over. That was a lot of beer to sell. It would have, it would have washed away half the audience if I'd knocked that over. <laughs> there was a lot of beer Tidal in there. wave of beer. Yeah. So it was um, overall, as Meridian Weekends go, I had a lovely time. Great venue, I, I have to say. Great venue. Oh, the the Montfort Hall is fantastic. I mean, the, the fact that you can just go out into the... It's, like, got a big garden to the side of it afterwards. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like being able to do that. Um, what I will say overall, I we made the mistake of, sort of trying to do three tribute bands. Oh, yeah, I'm not strong enough to do that. We... we uh, we talked about them I made a bit it more with two. our mates, yeah. and that's only because one of them was sitting down outside, which was fine. That was that was easy. But aside from the fact that the six gigs in three days is a lot, aside yeah. from that, you know, and we're not spring chickens anymore, even though neither are our, our friends, but they can seemingly do it. Um, for me, Marillion weekends are, so, are about those evening gigs and are about socialising. And the thing is, yeah. often when you're in a gig, you can't socialise at the same time, and. I missed that aspect of it this weekend. That my favourite, you know, one of my highlights of the weekend was Saturday night when the four of us were sat outside on the steps outside De Montfort Hall having a yeah, drink just and chatting. chatting. And that was that was probably my favourite moment of the weekend, mm. aside from the gigs. I mean, Saturday yes. night as a whole. In fact, Saturday was just a great day because I'd really enjoyed Mr Punch in the afternoon, but I was ready for some social connection yeah, by yeah. that time. So, 
uh, I think in in future, I think we, you and I, certainly won't commit to as many gigs. I think what happened was we then on Sunday we were meant to be going to see Still Marillion, but we threw in the towel. I ended up sleeping for three hours. But the thing is, if we'd have had the option of perhaps going to the pub, we'd have probably oh, done that. Yeah, you know, the pub with some friends, yeah. but and you know and and be able to sort of have that kind of social connection so i think we'll we'll be a bit more cautious when it comes to sort of booking tribute bands next time yes and not go all in <laughs> yeah. absolutely even though they're fabulous and we love yeah, them yeah absolutely but it, it it's for me it's just it's about pacing yourself and i know look we've got certain friends Anthony, who some of you even asked after at the weekend, where's your mate? He doesn't, he doesn't like the letters. <laughs> a big long letter complained about him. But <laughs> uh, uh, Anthony will literally go to a gig every night of his life if he could. Anthony would like live in a gig, a, a permanent 24 hour, seven day a week concert if he could. <laughs> Just live in a gig. Yeah, he would. He would live in yeah. a gig. I think it's my ADHD though. It's like sometimes I need a bit more interaction. Yeah. I, I can only do so much one way intake of information and then it's like, well, I need interaction. Yeah, because by the end well. of Mr. Punch, you were struggling. A I bit. was like, okay, need to move, need to come on. Yeah. Uh, and and it was I when I got into Still Marillion, you know, and I love Still Marillion, but I just thought this, yeah, I got, I didn't even get to the end of Slash of and I thought, this is a mistake. I shouldn't be in here. You know, I'm not. I'm not in the right frame of mind for this. I wanted to chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to see my mates, and that was that was when we we couldn't do Poland. That was for me the biggest disappointment was this, was missing out on seeing my friends, who you know, frankly, let, let's face it, over the last few years we haven't seen a lot of our friends. True, you know, all of us. Yeah. So that's what I wanted. Um, but, you know, it is, you live and learn, it is what it is. You know, there may be another round of Meridian Weekends next year, which, according yes, to the rumours. that's what the rumours are saying. You yeah. don't have any more information other than I don't. speculation. Speculation. Speculative. Speculation. <laughs> Not <just> speculation. <laughs> um lastly what i will say is uh shout out to everyone who said hello to us over the weekend it, it yeah, ended up it being lovely. quite a lot of you um which was really nice some of you um thank you calvin for shouting out bubs at me <laughs> you are the one of the original bubsers yeah uh it was uh it was really lovely to meet so many of you i want to start name dropping you and name checking you but i daren't because there'll be someone i forget yeah. And I really want to start... Oh, I've mentioned Calvin now, and now that's making me go, I want to mention everyone else who spoke to us, but I'm, I'm going to forget. You know, look, I was drunk a lot of the time when you came up to me. I'm going to forget. <laughs> you? I'm going to forget names. <laughs> I was often drunk. Yes. Um, but... Oh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. Just to say that it was really appreciated, everyone that said hello. Yes. Because I know... Uh, and I, I speak from experience here. I know sometimes that can be a bit, you know, we're all, we've all got our own shyness and sometimes it can be a bit awkward. But it wasn't awkward for me when you came up. I loved it. And yeah. so, so did Sanya. Yes. Even though sometimes you weren't there. Yeah, where was Well, yeah, I? you were. Well, you were off trying to get over Sleeping. your ADHD meltdown when uh, I was outside still Marillion. Oh, no, I'd gone to get a coffee. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will apologise to Mark, by the way, who wrote to us about the who's written to us many times, and I always forget that he writes to us. That's the oh, one no. <laughs> who wrote no. to us. In fact, I think I spoke to him twice over the weekend, and the second time I spoke to him, I've forgotten I've spoken to him. The oh night my before. goodness! So Paul. it's not that there's anything wrong with you, Mark. Again, that first night, I was quite drunk when we chatted in the queue. I've been drinking all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, overall, lovely weekend. It was, Went really yeah, quickly. really good. Really quickly this time. Yeah, I know. I don't know why it just flew by. It seemed like it more than usual, but it could be because we had less travel time. We had less travel you time. Know, we, it, it only took us an hour on the train. Well, no, a couple of hours altogether. We got but, up quite late every day, and we got up quite late, which was the right thing to do. Because oh yeah, late it, nights. Yeah, yeah, we needed that. 
time to rest and recover. And it meant we were good to go that evening. Yes. And also, you know, I slept for three hours on Sunday afternoon, so that might be why <laughs> weekend felt like it went by in a blur. I know. I don't know. I you, wanted to go and socialise. I know. I know, but I lay Usually, on the bed. Usually, you never nap. I'm, I'm the one that naps. I wouldn't have napped if we'd have gone to the pub and chatted instead of thinking we've got to go to gigs all the time. Can't <laughs> chat in gigs. You get shouted at. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, and this is this is not a reflection on my friend's choices, but it is a reflection on how much I like their company. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's probably it for this one. I don't think we've got... We've probably talked for ages. We've talked cause... a lot, and this was only meant to be like a short introduction to the bit that we recorded with our mates. Well, if you want to hear the whole cafe chat, it's going to be on our Patreon. www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo. We'll put the more or less unedited version on there. Next week, I am going to be chatting... Well, this week, I am going to be chatting to Stephen Wicks, who does the Mockillion page on Facebook. Partly, I want to talk to him about his Stockholm... Meridian experience. Weekend experience. Plus as well what it's like to write a satirical Meridian Facebook page. And he's he's been doing it for years. Oh. Ah, it's a very funny page. It's very, it's very, it's very funny. It's a very, very funny page. Very funny page. Inside, very funny page. Why are you giving me that look? I just have no response to that. <laughs> very funny page. Very funny. <laughs> he's gone off again with the fairies so we're going to be talking to him but I don't know if it's going to go out next week because we've also got to do a continuation of set lists and which songs have been played the most is what yeah. the next part is but we will get Stephen Wicks's chatting soon okay cool uh, I think that's it then we should probably go because we've taken up enough of your time and we even have our friend Mark Palin complain that sometimes our podcasts are too long can we do what can we do you know listen to it in two chunks if it's too long mark for christ's sake <laughs> i have to listen to podcasts Talking to in people chunks. with adhd <laughs> <laughs> hey mark hey just saying maybe you need to take a look at that <laughs> right uh okay chums we'll catch you next week with whatever the hell we're doing we, See we need to rest you later yeah bye bye